Welcome to Least of These, where I cover the cases that need it most, because every life matters and everyone deserves justice. I'm your host, Leah D., and today I'll be covering the case of Alice Matheny in Eaton, Ohio. Let's get right to it. It was just before 6 p.m. on a chilly day in November of 2022 when 35-year-old Heidi Matheny walked into the Preble County Sheriff's Department lobby. Body cam footage shows Matheny sitting calmly in a chair in the lobby, waiting casually to speak to an officer. She was dressed in a black hoodie, blue jeans, sneakers, half of her dark hair pulled back. The black color of her hoodie concealed the fact that she was soaking wet but the ends of her hair and the strands around her face appeared to be damp. As the officer approached, he asked Heidi, so what's going on? Matheny responded, I feel like I put the dog down. The officer then confirmed that she was in fact Heidi Matheny. As chatter from his radio rang out, a female dispatcher asked, are you going to be responding to the residents to check on the female? Another officer indicated that he was, and the dispatcher answered. According to the female, the doors are locked. However, the back window is unlocked where you can gain entry. I believe she may have been down about 45 to 50 minutes. The officer on scene with Heidi at the sheriff's office asked her if she had a key to the apartment, and she indicated that she didn't. There was more radio chatter about upping the response and that someone needed to keep an eye on the female in the sheriff's office lobby. The deputy with Heidi eased the fear that the female in the lobby would be walking out unnoticed because he was there with her. Officers were headed over to an apartment in the 300 block of East Summers Street in Eaton. As they made their way there, the officer with Heidi Matheny led her out of the lobby and into an interrogation room at the sheriff's office. They sat down and got the pleasantries out of the way. He asked if she was there to talk on her own free will, and she indicated that she was and that she still wished to talk to him. The officer asked her to explain what happened, and Heidi Matheny stated, Um, I don't even, I just put her head in the sink and held it there and we fought, but I held it there until she quit blowing bubbles and then I drug her to the couch and she kept blowing bubbles, so I put her in the bathtub until she stopped. Heidi Matheny had just confessed to murder, but who was the she she had just drowned in the sink? She went on to explain that it was her 93-year-old grandmother, Alice Matheny. She was read her rights and went on to confirm the address and describe the area and how officers could get there and gain entry. Those details were relayed by the officer present over the radio. He told the other officers that they needed to get to the brick apartment building east of the Methodist Church and enter apartment number three through the back window. He then turned down his radio and focused his attention on Heidi. She went on to describe in detail how and her version of why she had murdered her grandmother. So 
what happened today to, to lead that to this? Nothing special. It's just a day like every other day. We went to the doctor yesterday, and the doctor said that like we could put her into a nursing home because that's what she wants. But we can't afford that. It's $289 a day. Her insurance won't cover it because she owns a house, but her sons are fighting over it, and it's freaking condemned almost. It's, it's a fucking nightmare. And I'm it's sick of seeing her. She's stressed out. She has panic attacks every damn day. I She shouldn't have to live like that. Okay. Correctional address is 325. So, so you decided to take her life today? And, and you did it by just drowning her, correct? Okay, so what time did this happen? Um, maybe an hour ago, an hour and a half ago. Did you walk up here? I did. Okay. We'll try to turn these guys out just a little bit here. Who else lives in that apartment? Um, her son lives next door. With his girlfriend, and then her kids live in the other apartments. But who lives in, in that in apartment three? Is that your apartment? That's just her apartment. That's her apartment. She owns a house. And a cat. And a cat. Okay. And nobody else was present during this? No. Okay. So why why did you do it? Do you know? Because she keeps calling me that. She keeps calling me. And I just... She wants me to sit there and listen with her and like just every day. And I, I do it every day, but I can't, I can't do it anymore. I'm going to kill myself. That's where I'm at. I almost went with her, but I can't drown myself. So you started in the bathroom sink. In the kitchen sink. In the kitchen sink. Was she just standing there? Yeah. And you. Or... She was doing dishes. Doing dishes, and you just came up from behind her and just put her head in the sink. And when you said you did that until she quit blowing bubbles, and then you moved her onto the couch, but you thought maybe she wasn't dead at that time, so then you took her into the bathroom. Was the was there water in the bathtub already? No. Did you run bath? I and so where where was your grandmother at while you were running the bath water? On a couch. So after you filled up the water, how much water did you put in there? And then did you uh did you carry her to the bathroom? Okay, and then then what happened? Um, I held her there for what I thought was 15 minutes. And face up or face down? Face down. Face down. Was her whole body in the tub or just part of it? Okay. And and then what happened after that? I left and came here. Okay, so she's in the bathtub right now. Is that correct? Is the thing? Okay. Right. <sighs> Is there anything you want to add to it? Okay. Do you have anything, Ronnie? You shouldn't have any weapons or knives or drugs or anything? Okay. Do you mind if I have this female patch you down real quick? Nothing special. It was a day like any other day when Heidi decided she'd had enough. 
She couldn't listen to her grandmother talk and stress about the bickering between her children one more day. So she snuck up behind her as the 93-year-old woman did the dishes and shoved her face into the kitchen sink. Besides the fact that she was a murderous monster, what 35-year-old able-bodied woman sits around as her elderly grandmother does the dishes? Did she have absolutely no home training? Because let me just say, there ain't no way in all of Dante's nine circles of hell, I'm sitting back as my grandmother does the dishes. Or was she using the dishes as a distraction? I know this may sound like a petty thing to harp on considering she went on to murder her, but it flies in the face of the poor pitiful caretaker role she tried to claim. And that's just phase one of the bullshit. As Heidi Matheny sat in that interrogation room, wiping her tears and blowing her nose and telling that whole poor pitiful me story, officers made entry into Alice Matheny's home. And just as Heidi said, they found her face down in the bathtub. After her confession, Heidi Matheny was arrested and charged with murder. The investigation into Alice's murder continued. Heidi Matheny sat down once again for another interview with investigators, revealing more about the circumstances of her grandmother's murder. According to police reports obtained by Fox 19, Heidi claimed it all started a day earlier, when she took her grandmother to a doctor's appointment on November 14th. At this appointment, Alice discussed with her doctor the possibility of being placed in a nursing home. The details on the reasons weren't clear in the reporting that I could find. However, it appears Alice thought this would be best for her. According to Heidi, Alice was stressed out about family fights on who would get the home she owned. As Heidi stated in her previous interview, Alice owned that home in Eaton. It was a single-level home that had been divided into apartments, one of which Alice lived in with her cat. The others were occupied by Alice's children and grandchildren. The stress was causing her to have panic attacks, and Alice frequently asked her granddaughter Heidi to come and sit and talk with her about life and everything that was going on. According again to Heidi, she and Alice both knew that she wouldn't be able to afford a nursing home, even after insurance, and Alice was upset. And Heidi? Well, she told detectives that she was, quote, aggravated with the situation. The following day, on November 15, 2022, Heidi was back over at her grandmother's apartment. At some point, they went out and enjoyed ice cream together and then went back to the apartment. Later that evening, as Alice was doing the dishes, Heidi snuck up behind her grandmother, grabbed her by her hair, and shoved her face into the kitchen sink. Alice may have been 93, but she still fought back. Heidi told the detective she was struggling to drown her grandmother because, quote, she was so strong. The autopsy would reveal that Alice had put up a hell of a fight. She had suffered a fractured sternum and rib, as well as multiple bruises on her neck and arms, according to court documents. But the elderly, small-framed woman was no match for her 35-year-old granddaughter, and eventually Heidi was able to overpower her and that struggle and Alice's life ended. Heidi went on to say that she held her grandmother's head under the water in the kitchen sink until the bubbles stopped. 
She then drug her grandmother's lifeless body from the kitchen into the living room and placed her on the couch. But she wasn't sure she was actually deceased yet, since Alice had bubbles coming from her mouth. So she went into the bathroom and filled the bathtub, and then drug Alice into the bathroom, removed all of her clothes, and placed her in the bathtub. An officer's written report reads in part, She was face up, so she was pushing her down by the chest. She said she kept floating back up to the top, so she rolled her over face down. Heidi Matheny held her grandmother under the water for approximately 15 minutes to ensure that she was deceased. She went on to explain that she hadn't planned the murder of her grandmother, stating, quote, I just lost my shit. It's nothing that she did. She's not. She's a perfect freaking grandma. After violently drowning her perfect freaking grandma, Heidi snuck out of a window in the back of the house because she didn't want the neighbors to see her leaving. She then walked the approximately one and a half miles to the Preble County Sheriff's Office and, as we know, confessed to murdering her grandmother, claiming she had drowned Alice because she was tired of watching her grandmother's stress about those family problems and the fact that she couldn't afford a nursing home. But after two confessions, there were still unanswered questions. Questions that we still don't have answers to today. If Heidi was planning on walking to the sheriff's office to confess, why had she snuck out the back window when it would have been easier to just walk out the front door? Why would it matter if the neighbors saw her? And what neighbors was she talking about anyway? Was she talking about Alice's son or other grandchildren who lived in the other apartments? or the neighbors across the street? Why walk all the way to the sheriff's department when she could have just called 911 and saved a nearly two-mile walk in the cold? Was that her original plan, or is it possible that she planned to sneak out of the back window and walk somewhere, anywhere else? Is that why she had removed Alice's clothes prior to placing her in the tub? Because that doesn't make any sense either. Why go through all the trouble? Is it possible that Heidi had planned to murder her grandmother and make it look like an accident? An elderly woman who had simply drowned in her own bathtub. Is it possible that is why she placed Alice face up in the bathtub and only flipped her over after struggling for nearly 15 minutes to submerge her body face up in the tub? Because why else remove the clothes and why place her face up? A basic understanding of gravity would have told her that it would be easier to submerge a body face down. And what was the deal with the ice cream? Was this a special moment between grandmother and granddaughter, or was Heidi setting the stage? You don't murder someone you just took out for ice cream. And if she was so aggravated, then what was this ice cream trip all about? Could the ice cream treat have been one last act of kindness before she, in her own words, quote, put the dog down to help her deal with the guilt she would feel after murdering her perfect grandma? Had Heidi planned to murder her grandmother and make it look like an accident, but after the deed was actually done, been overcome by guilt, which led to that confession? Or had she not anticipated that Alice would have had the strength and ability to fight back the way she had? and she knew her accidental drowning plan had been botched, so she simply gave up. 
Or was this all just the spur of the moment and she had snapped as she claimed? On that November 15th day, when Heidi Matheny waltzed into the sheriff's department and initially confessed, she was arrested moments after her confession and booked in the Preble County Jail. Her bond set at half a million dollars. But she wouldn't be there long before she was placed on suicide watch and transferred to a behavioral health care facility. As the story hit the local media, it was reported exactly the way Heidi told it. The all-suffering caregiver at her wit's end snapped and ended her grandmother's life because she couldn't afford a nursing facility. Some even seemed to sympathize with Heidi, citing the very real condition of what is known as caregiver burnout. According to the Cleveland Clinic, caregiver burnout is a state of physical, emotional, and mental exhaustion. It may be accompanied by a change in attitude from positive and caring to negative and unconcerned. Burnout can occur when caregivers don't get the help they need or if they try to do more than they are able, physically or financially, for the person they are caring for. This happens when caring for an elderly person or anyone with extra physical, mental, medical, or emotional needs. This is a very real thing that affects so many people who care for anyone with special needs. It's mentally, physically, and oftentimes financially exhausting. And without the right support for the caregiver, it can lead to many things, a few of them being fatigue, stress, anxiety, and depression. You'll notice that none of those things listed were murder, however. But that was the story if you let Heidi tell it. She was burnt out from watching her grandmother stress over the family situation. So she decided it would be better to drown her so her soul could be at rest. And some actually bought it. Scrolling through public comments related to Alice's story, you can find plenty of people who are sympathetic. Many because they have previously experienced the pressure of caring for another human on that level and the stress that comes with the cost of nursing and rehab facilities. And I myself can sympathize with the tremendous stress that comes with caregiving. But when it comes to Heidi Matheny, I searched far, deep, and wide, and I was not able to find enough sympathy to fit on top of a fine hair on a frog's ass. Let me tell you why. According to court records from the great state of Arizona where Heidi previously lived, Heidi Matheny had a record of abuse and domestic violence in which she was allegedly the perpetrator. In October of 2013, Matheny was charged with domestic violence and the abuse of a child or vulnerable adult, which was later pled down to only misdemeanor abuse of a child or vulnerable adult. And it looks like the abuse must have occurred with a child because the court documents mention mandatory parenting classes as part of her sentence. Court records also show that in February of 2021, Heidi was arrested again for domestic violence. This while she was already living in Eaton. The only outlet I could find that reported on this arrest was a local radio station. Shout out to Kix96 Country for picking up on that. And then there was the fact that it seemed that the officer Heidi had originally confessed to after walking into the sheriff's office had prior interactions with her as he apologized for forgetting her first name and later inquired about a former address Heidi confirmed she used to live at. Not weird, right? 
And then there was the fact that in her own confession, not once that I can find, did Heidi state that she was overwhelmed from the exhausting hours of taking care of the grandmother that she herself described as strong. A 93-year-old woman who had just gone out for ice cream and was standing in her own kitchen doing the dishes when she was attacked from behind. Sure, she complained about her grandmother's stress level and panic attacks from that stress, but she never claimed she was her caregiver. Frankly, she was just sick of hearing her grandmother complain. Her grandmother, on the other hand, thought she had found a compassionate ear. She never could have imagined standing at the kitchen sink in her own home with her granddaughter and her cat after going out for ice cream that she was mere moments away from death. If you ask me, the claims that this was some type of caregiver's fatigue or burnout is a slap in the face to anyone and everyone who has ever truly experienced it. But the media thus far hasn't reported on Heidi's criminal record or the fact that it doesn't appear she was Alice's caregiver. The majority of the reporting relies solely on Heidi's confession. And therein lies the problem. We're relying on the word of a confessed murderer. Her statements couldn't possibly be a line of self-serving shit on a stick. Or could they? After several delays due to mental health concerns, on December 5th, 2022, a grand jury handed down a murder indictment against Heidi Matheny. Eventually, though she had confessed, a plea of not guilty was entered on her behalf by her court-appointed lawyers. And according to WHIO, Heidi herself entered a written plea of her own, pleading not guilty by reason of insanity in December of 2022. A competency evaluation was ordered to determine if she held the mental competence to face a trial and understood the legal process. The following month, in January of 2023, Heidi was declared competent to stand trial. But that trial would never happen because on March 3rd of 2023, just weeks before said trial was set to begin, Heidi Matheny changed her plea and pled guilty to the murder of her grandmother, Alice Matheny. Her sentence would be handed down quickly, because according to MSN, lawyers for Matheny waived a pre-sentence investigation. Why would her attorneys waive this right? According to the Federal Criminal Law Center, when a plea is entered, the presiding judge has heard nothing more than the brief plea discussion, the bare-bones facts of the crime, and has minimal information on the defendant's background. A pre-sentence report can be used to highlight incriminating elements about the crime or the defendant's background, which could possibly result in a more significant sentence. But on the other hand, the defense gets a chance to offer up mitigating factors that may sway the judge to impose a lighter sentence. In Heidi's case, with the defense opting to waive the pre-sentence investigation, it appears the risk outweighed any possible reward. Perhaps they were apprehensive due to Heidi's prior record or the violent way in which Alice's life was taken. It should also be noted that there were no family members in the courtroom on Heidi's behalf as she pled guilty to the murder of Alice Matheny. On March 15, 2023, Heidi Matheny was sentenced to 15 to life. 
meaning she will serve a minimum of 15 years before even being considered for parole and could very well end up serving the rest of her life in prison. Alice Matheny was 93 years old, with short silver hair, glasses, and a warm, genuine smile, the kind of smile that only grandmas possess. She had lived through so much in her 93 years. Alice was born into the Great Depression, lived through World War II, watched the world go from basic cars to commercial jets and the invention of the internet. She had lived through good times and bad, gave birth to two sons, but lost her husband Samuel in 1964, and never remarried. She'd seen it all and worked hard her entire life. Alice's last day on Earth was spent enjoying ice cream with her granddaughter. Hours later, that same granddaughter she sat across from as she ate her ice cream, the granddaughter that she called every day and confided in, would be the same granddaughter who would sneak up behind her in the kitchen and take her life. There's something so tragic about making it to the age of 93, only to be murdered at the hands of someone you loved and trusted. Alice Matheny was born on March 12, 1929, in Dayton, Ohio. According to her obituary, she retired from Baxter International in Eaton and for many years had served as a nanny for a family in Middletown. Alice had two sons, seven grandchildren, numerous great-grandchildren, nieces and nephews, cousins, and friends. She was active in her church and will forever be remembered by the many whose lives she impacted as sweet, kind, and loving. As always, you can find more information on this case on my Instagram at least underscore of these or my Facebook at least of these podcast. I'll be bringing you an all new episode next Thursday. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already so you don't miss it. You can finally get all your episodes ad-free just the way you like them for just $2 a month. And as a member of Patreon, you'll be the first to be notified when new tiers will be launched with exclusive episodes and a few bonus surprises. Head on over to patreon.com slash least of these to support the show today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for caring. If you know something, say something. Go hug your grandmas if you're still blessed with the opportunity. And until next time, be good to each other. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. 
first of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. <laughs> 